Hello, my name is Father Ed Feliski from the San Alfonso Retreat House in Long Branch, New Jersey. Today, the church celebrates the feast of St. Andrew the Apostle. And so I'd like to begin with today's gospel reading taken from our liturgy. This is taken from Matthew chapter 4, verses 18 to 22. As Jesus was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and his brother Andrew, casting a net into the sea. They were fishermen. He said to them, Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. He walked along from there and saw two other brothers, James and, and the James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets. He called them, and immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. <clears throat> Today, as I mentioned, the church celebrates the feast of St. Andrew, who is called the first apostle, who brought his brother Peter to Jesus. Little is known of Andrew other than he became an apostle of Jesus and is believed to have been martyred for his faith by crucifixion. The name Andrew is a Greek name meaning brave or manly. The first striking characteristic of Andrew is his name. It is not Hebrew, as one might expect, but rather Greek. This may be indicative of a certain cultural openness in his family. Both Andrew and his brother Peter were fishermen by trade. Hence the tradition that Jesus called them to be his disciples by saying that he will make them, quote-unquote, fishers of men. Many scholars have pointed out that to be a good fisherman, a person must possess certain qualities. First, the person must be patient. He must learn to wait patiently until the fish will take the bait. If the fisherman is restless and quick to move, he will never make a good fisherman. A good fisher of men will have need to be patient too. Rarely by his teaching or preaching will he have quick results. He must learn to wait. Secondly, a good fisherman must have courage. He has to fight the waves and the sun, and he's subject to the fury of the sea. The good preacher or the good teacher must also be well aware that there is always danger in telling people the truth. The person who tells the truth, more often than not, puts their life and their reputation at risk. So they have to have courage. Thirdly, a good fisherman must fit the bait to the fish. One fish will rise to one bait and ignore another, and another fish will rise to another type of bait. St. Paul once said that he became all things to all people, if by chance he might win some. The wise preacher and the wise teacher knows that the same approach will not win all people. He must even he may even have to know and recognize his own expectations and his own shortcomings. 
he may have to discover that there are certain spheres in which he can work and in others which he cannot. He must be able to adapt. In other words, the good fisherman must be flexible. And the wise fisherman must keep out of sight. If the fish are spooked by his presence, they certainly will not bite. So too with the wise teacher and preacher. They will always try to present to others, not themselves, but Jesus Christ. The good fisher of men must be humble. And so I think it is fair to assume that Andrew had these qualities, the qualities of a good fisherman. He was patient, courageous, flexible, and humble. Thus, he became a good fisher of men. According to John's Gospel, Andrew was a disciple of John the Baptist, whose testimony first led him and another unnamed disciple of John the Baptist to follow Jesus. Andrew at once recognized Jesus as the Messiah, and he hastened to introduce him to his brother Peter. The Byzantine church honors Andrew with the name Protokoletos, which means the first called. Both Andrew and Peter became disciples of Jesus, and then they left everything to follow him. Andrew is referred to as being present on some very important occasions, as one of the disciples more closely attached to Jesus. Andrew told Jesus about the boy with the loaves and fish on that mountain when Jesus fed the thousands. And when Philip wanted to tell Jesus about certain Greeks seeking him, he told Andrew first. Andrew was present at the Last Supper. And Andrew was one of the four disciples who came to Jesus on the Mount of Olives to ask about the sign of Jesus' return at the end of the age. Andrew is said to have been martyred by crucifixion at, in the city of Patras in the year 60. Early texts describe Andrew as bound, not nailed, to a Latin cross of the kind on which Jesus was crucified. Yet a tradition developed that Andrew had been crucified on a cross in the form of an X, this X-shaped cross, or saltir, now commonly known as St. Andrew's cross. Supposedly, this was at his own request, as he deemed himself unworthy to be crucified on the same type of cross that Jesus had been crucified. Tradition regarding the early Christian history of the country of Ukraine holds that the Apostle Andrew preached on the southern borders of modern-day Ukraine along the Black Sea. Legend has it that he traveled up the Dnieper River and reached the future location of Kiev, where he erected a cross on the site where St. Andrew's Church of Kiev currently stands, and where he prophesied the, founda the foundation of a great Christian city. Because of the connection to Kiev, Andrew is considered to be the patron saint of the two East Slavic nations, Ukraine and Russia. Several legends state that the relics of Andrew were brought by divine guidance from Constantinople to the place where the modern town of St. Andrews in Scotland stands today. According to legend, the legendary accounts of the 16th century, 
Oingus II, in 832, led an army of Scots into battle against the Angles. The legend states that they that he was heavily outnumbered. Engaged in prayer on the eve of the battle, Oingus vowed that if granted victory, he would appoint Andrew as the patron saint of Scotland. On the morning of the battle, white clouds appeared in the sky, forming an X. Oingus and his force, emboldened by this apparent divine intervention, took to the field, and despite being greatly outnumbered, they were victorious. Having interpreted the cloud phenomenon as representing the cross on which Andrew was crucified, Oingus honored his pre-battle pledge and duly appointed Andrew as the patron saint of Scotland. The white saltier set against the celestial blue background is said to have been adopted as the design of the flag of Scotland on the basis of this legend. Andrew is the patron saint of several countries and cities, including Barbados, Romania, Russia, Scotland, and the Ukraine. So we celebrate this great saint today, and we thank God for his willingness to follow Jesus and become a great fisher of men. Let us honor his memory by doing the same. May you have a wonderful day, and may St. Andrew intercede for you, so you may become a great fisherman too.